Panthers pull out another one. Full day of college football. SEC back in action. Big Ten at the starting line. Hockey is coming to an end. One more game for the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. And we're getting closer to an NBA Finals. Steelers, Texans, lots to talk about. Welcome to Basement Sports Podcast. NFL week. Huh? What is it? Week NFL uh, week three. Week three. Here we go. What's up, my bitches? I forgot to say it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Basement Sports Podcast coming to you on a Sunday. So we're in between the college football results and kickoff for the NFL season week three. Welcome aboard. Got lots to talk about. Duty on the other line. What's going on, man? Well, you know, I watching a couple of games yesterday. It's one of the first weekends I didn't have my dogs or a dog or uh, anything to do. So I pretty much was a load, sat in the couch and watched football. And wow, was there some bad officiating? And <laughs> wow, was there some bad coaching and play calling? And there's some just, you can tell these kids didn't practice enough. Right, right. And I think why you could you, even uh, see that. Why don't you, you, you start could see us that off NFL. by running down the pit win? Yeah, it, it, you know, the Pitt took on Louisville yesterday, a little bit more of a, a stiffer test than they've had certainly in the last couple of weeks. Um, the first win, of course, against Austin P, and then followed that up with a win against Syracuse, a rather unimpressive win against Syracuse. Um, this time they were playing host to Louisville that was actually coming off of a loss to the Miami Hurricanes. And actually, from what we saw last night, what Miami did to the uh, – uh, Florida State Seminoles, and that was a 52 to 10 win for the Hurricanes. You kind of yeah, wonder. Game, you kind of wonder um, what what we're looking at with Louisville. I mean, their their game against Miami was a lot closer than the the Florida State game last night. But Louisville's a talented football team, and coming in to play the Panthers, uh, Pitt's defense, in my opinion, did what you would expect Pitt's defense to do. That they they look great. They did give up. Uh, they did give up one big play, uh, which could have uh, ended up costing them. The offense again was incredibly vanilla. Um, very vanilla. Very uh, vanilla. Like you said, yeah. Defense is to- defense is top ten in the nation. I'm telling yeah, you, num- number one in sacks and number two or three in every other defensive category. Yeah, they're legit. Yeah. Absolutely legit. Yeah. Um, offense continues to be, and I'm not blaming Kenny Pickett. He's, he's running the plays that are called i'm assuming but right right Pitt's offense has been vanilla run left run right screens and wide receiver sweeps it's right. been that way for five years i mean the 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 total yards were 376 total yards for Pitt's offense 223 for louisville louisville had three turnovers Pitt had two Pitt doubled louisville's first downs 20 to 10 Time of possession. Pitt had the ball for 35 minutes and 16 seconds of the game compared to 24-44 for Louisville. That's so exactly it, how they want to win. That's yeah, exactly but, how they have to play. But here's what hurts Pitt's offense. Two turnovers. Okay, that put, that put the defense in a bad position. All right. But then they're making these, you know, stupid penalties. And and a lot of it you could say, much to the what you talked about earlier regarding – um, you know, officiating, play calling. Yeah. These guys practice didn't have them. normal practice. Okay, right. they didn't have normal practice. So if you're if you're up for making excuses for uh, for the Panthers, you could say, well, you know, it was this. But also here here's the here's here's what hurts them. 
Six penalties for the Panthers compared to three for Louisville. Six penalties for 46 yards. And it puts you in some bad situations when you're calling such vanilla offense. Now, they played running back by committee yesterday. Yep. 156 yards rushing. Not a bad day. Passing, 220 yards. Pretty efficient. Pickett threw one interception. It was completely his fault. I mean, he just he threw it into coverage. And actually, he should have had two picks. If it wasn't for Addison's great heads-up play, getting the ball away from the defender on that sideline pattern when Pickett was rolling off to his left, great play by Addison. But, you know, if you were just looking at the stats without looking at the score, you'd say, well, shoot, Pitt by two or three touchdowns. Well, it wasn't the case. uh, What was his completion percentage, Pickett? Was he he under 65, 60-ish? I'd have to do I'd have to do the calculation, but you know, overall he was um, twenty three of thirty eight. He was twenty three of thirty eight, so he was like around sixty sixty five percent. Yeah, he's under seventy percent. Right, right. Okay. So and and well, I but, mean, but, you but, can say what you want, but Louisville's not a bad team. No, they're not a bad team, and they don't have a bad defense. And if you look at what, like again, what Miami did to Florida State last night, Louisville's defense played pretty well against an offense like that. Now they lost the game. But their yeah. defense is pretty um, good. Florida State's got off. Oh, they're horrible. Oh their my quarterback god, is not a good quarterback. No. And we can they're we awful. can we can jump right into that segue by going to. I don't know if you watched any of the Auburn game. Oh my god! No, what? no. That First of all, the officiating was, was horrendous. Yeah, they a running back was his whole half his body was across the line, including and the they ball. said he was down, <laughs> and they reviewed it, and they still said he was down. Right. So I am now on my high horse. I am get rid of replay because these guys will not overturn anything that embarrasses other officials. Yeah. It was such a stupid, bad call. They wouldn't overturn it. Right. Right. Yeah. I was the biggest proponent of replay because you can get shit right. If you should get it right, you should get it right. The kids right. should decide the game, not the officials. Right. These guys are horrible. Like they're not re- overturning obvious stuff. Right. And then on third and goal, Going in against Auburn. Right. He does a sneak and loses half a yard. So it's now their second goal. So third and goal from the one against Auburn. Now, mind you, there's only 50, 60 seconds left in the half. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point, it was 8-7. Right. There, uh, I'm trying to think who Auburn played off the top of my head. I can't. Um... You mean for Kentucky? Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. So the coach for Kentucky decides on third and one because he got stuffed on a sneak, um, even though they've been running the ball all day. And first down, they went in and they had a touchdown. They called it back. So he rolls out to the right, and the quarterback throws one up in the air that, like a lob, like right. a lob going for a dunk. Right. That's picked off and run back for a touchdown that is called back because of a what they called a helmet-to-helmet something block. The guy's shoulder pad, he was blocking for the guy running downfield, and his shoulder pad, was he went to knock him out of bounds, and the guy ducked right? because he saw it coming. Right. And they called the touchdown back. I'm like, oh, my God. what? These kids are supposed to stop and Mm -hmm. wait to see where his head is before he makes it. The officiating is terrible. Gus Malzahn was a little upset. Tom Mix, the whatever his first name is, yeah. but Mix is, I believe, is Auburn's quarterback. Forget it, Auburn, you're out. He's a better punter than he is a quarterback. He threw three, th- three passes yesterday that were all touchdowns yeah. that nobody should have thrown. He shouldn't have thrown. Just right. it's like the decision making. Right. 
Same way with with Kentucky. That quarterback is not a starting collegiate quarterback. His decision-making is horrible. After he threw that pass, he came right back on, I don't know what it was, third and nine, third and 11. He starts to roll out right. Instead of throwing the ball away or tucking it down, which he does run a lot, he kind of waits and waits and waits, and then a guy catches him from behind, and he fumbles. Right. The decision-making of these quarterbacks is absolutely horrendous. I didn't see the final score of the Alabama game. No, it was um, it was a blowout. Yeah, it was 14 yeah. nothing in the first two minutes. But um, the the teams that have coaches, good coaches. Right. It was 38 to, 38 to 19. 38 to 19, Alabama right. over So these Missouri. coaches on good teams, they don't put quarterbacks in there that throw that pass that was picked off, that right. fumble, that roll out, and either don't throw it away or don't run with it. They just stand there. It's the decision-making at quarterback is absolutely horrid. Right. Horrid. Right. Yeah, I, I, just just real quick before we get off uh, Pitt, I, I want to give I want to give Pitt's defense a little bit more some more of their statistics from yesterday. Pitt had seven more sacks. Um, That's crazy. Patrick Jones the second had three of them, and he was just a beast. He abused the left tackle of uh, of Louisville. Just abused yeah, and, him. And, here's a good point. How many times they double team him? Well, they on one of the sacks they did double team. He ran through yeah, both one. of them. Right, one. But they didn't give the guy any help. But it was like wherever wherever you were going, you know, Cam Bright had half a sack. Rashad Weaver one and a half sacks. Dennis had half a sack. David Green had a sack. Uh, Phil Campbell had a sack. You know, they they were coming at him from everywhere. He was, you know, the Cunningham was nine of twenty one. And as an aside, thank goodness he's okay. He was, if everybody remembers, he was hurt on the last offensive play of the game for Louisville on that interception. Um, it just looked like he fell awkwardly and for, a, you know, an abundance of precaution, stabilized him and got him off the field. But from what I'm hearing this morning, he's he's A-OK, which I was really, really glad to hear because I, I think he's a talented kid. But, boy, he got no help from his offensive line yesterday. He was under duress on every single pass. And, um, you know, this defense for Pitt, you said it earlier, dude, they are legit. They are legit a top five defense in the nation, not just the ACC. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun when they go play Miami, when they play Clemson. And I'm not, I am not predicting wins for Pitt in those two games. I'm just telling you right now. I'm predicting losses, and I'm the Pitt guy. So I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, I don't think they're going to come out of either Miami or Clemson with wins. But they're going to be closer than people would think. And it's going to be because of the defense. And I'm really going to be interested to see an offense like Miami, an offense like Clemson playing against Pitt. And and actually with this defense, to be honest with you, I give Pitt an even better chance at beating Notre Dame than I thought so at the beginning of the year. So those are my thoughts wrapping up the Pitt talk from their win well, uh, against Well, as far Louisville. as Pitt goes, you're not going to go on a 12-play drive against them. No. So you're going to have to have, you know, NFL-type running backs or receivers that make a guy miss and take it to the house. Big plays. Um, right. I, I, you, you, like I said, their defense is so good, you're not going to go down the field. They, you can't get in third and long because they will sack you. Right. And a mobile quarterback, I thought Louisville's quarterback would give them a little bit of trouble uh, getting outside the pocket, but he right. didn't do it. No, no. So – 
that uh, Pitt beats Louisville. They're now 3-0. and uh, Don't have the AP uh, top 25 out yet, but assumption is Pitt will be uh, higher than 21, you know, maybe 18 or 19. There were, there were some upsets yesterday. So Mike Leach's uh, SEC debut with, the, with Mississippi State walks into defending national champ LSU and beats them by 10. And it was offensive palooza, uh, air was. attack through the air. 20-yard pass, 25-yard pass, 20-yard pass, 30-yard pass. Unreal. Yeah, it was – I'll tell you what, they're fun to watch. They are fun to watch. The way he runs his offense, I can't believe he's not an offensive coordinator in the pros because there's a guy wide open every play. Yep. You just got to make sure you have enough time to see which one it is. Yep. So, LSU goes down. uh, Staying local, West Virginia took their first loss of the year. They lost at Oklahoma State 27-13. to and what I got a horrible ta- offense. Oh, uh, I watched the. I watched. You know what? I watched the first half of that game. Mountaineer fans, it shouldn't. That shouldn't have been the score. You guys had your chances. Yeah, you know, absolutely. A, a block field goal, uh, strip sack, return for a touchdown. Deep. You guys were deep in uh, cowboy territory. I mean, West Virginia should have been. That game should have been tied at halftime at worst for West Virginia or and they were at, down like 20, they were down 20, to to, they were down 20 to seven, I believe yeah. at the half. So, you know, it, it's West Virginia moved the football on Oklahoma state. Yeah. It was 20 to seven at half. I want to take a quick look at the stats here. Yeah. West Virginia, 353 yards of total offense, Oklahoma state, 342. Yeah. Again, you know, stats lie. Yeah, I know. A bit, 22 first downs to 21st. I mean, Offensive stats, they were right there. But on the scoreboard, there's critical errors that that kill you. You Dude, know those defensive return for touchdowns, whether it's a fumble or a pick or whatever, they they're just that they just kill you. Right. Exactly. All the momentum goes away for two for the next series. Those guys just the defense put pins their ear back and they just trying for another one. Exactly. I mean, this was a this was a seven yard game midway through the through the first through the fourth quarter i mean they were still within a touchdown so you know west virginia i mean look west virginia i'm sorry I, i'm gonna get on a little bit of a soapbox here and believe me i'm no mountaineer expert or really mountaineer fan but bottom line is west virginia's in the wrong conference i'm sorry <laughs> they've got to travel farther than any other team in that conference they got to go across hell and half of georgia to get to most of their away games. Yeah, why they're not in the ACC with Pitt right. and that rivalry. Thank you. They should be. Thank they you. absolutely should be. At, or at the worst, they should be in the Big Ten. Like at, at the worst. Yeah, so, they don't play Big Ten football, though. They don't, you know, no. rush, run it down your throats, and the best players on your team are your linebackers on defense. They don't do that. No, they're, they they're should be in the ACC. ACC they should around. be in the ACC. Yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, you know, I who knows what's going to happen a few years from now. Maybe they do go to the ACC. Maybe there's some more movement again. Uh, teams move around. Who knows? Because, you know, it's going to be curious next year what happens with Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame this year is a full time member of the ACC. Does that happen again next year? You know what? No, they're going to the ACC blew it, Greg. They Oh, I don't disagree with they had Notre Dame by the short hairs because they're not eligible for a national championship unless they're in because everyone playing conference only. Right. So nobody could they couldn't schedule anybody due to covid. So they're not going to win the championship without playing anybody. Right. 
Right. So ACC says, yeah, you can come in and you're eligible. Well, my ball hairs. <laughs> what they ought to have done is say, listen, we'll let you in, but you got to sign a three or five year deal. I agree. Period. I agree. Do you know I how would... many Notre Dame fans will be turning into the ACC network, for God's sakes? Which, by the way, which we still you, can't get. Pittsburgh doesn't get. So. Yeah. Also, thank you for everybody that can pirate and stream shit. We appreciate you. Yeah, uh, thanks for you thanks guys. for throwing that on YouTube, guys. Greg can <laughs> do something illegally, watch somebody illegally stream it and put it on YouTube, but she can watch legally. So yeah. it's, it actually works out really well for us. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I would I'll be I'd I'd like to see I'd love to see West Virginia in the ACC. I really would, and I agree with you that the ACC absolutely blew it when it came to Notre Dame. They oh, should they should. They had their. They, had they could them. have had their foot on their throats and said, "Look, you're not getting away with a one and done. That's just not happening." No. You know, this is. And you know, if they really wanted to be a prick about it, they could have said, "Listen, it's not just football. We want you, and we want well, you too, Notre Dame basketball. We well, want you in other conferences. Well, they're not going to leave basketball, but you know, stuff like that. But what about some of the minor sports stuff to make it harder? Well, for they've them to got, leave? they've got. Well, ACC has Notre Dame for all of that. They're they're in yeah, the ACC. That's right. That's yeah, what I'm saying. They're in the ACC, not? right? But but like pull the leave, football you in. Leave everything. It's money, dude. It's money. Yep. It's all about money because so the ACC makes money on Notre Dame for the other sports. They make money. From right. Notre Dame, you know, from basketball and and soccer and and all that stuff that's not less revenue generating than certainly than Notre Dame football, but Notre Dame football, look, they they've got their own fortune in front of them with how they've set this up as the independent. They've got their exclusive contract with NBC for Notre Dame football, and you know, and until. The other teams and the other conferences put pressure on the NCAA and put pressure on Notre Dame to get out of that and maybe put pressure on NBC, you know, once that once that contract's over, nothing's going to happen. Notre yeah, Dame, but you know what? You know, Notre that Dame's going to They signed that contract Greg when there, there weren't any ACC networks and Big oh, 10 I, networks. They're I, the only one that had it. I agree. So now but Notre Dame's a draw. They're a huge draw. They're yeah, probably the most popular football team in America. More than likely, and also like every if, Catholic if there were, in the world if, likes. If there was a if this was a normal season, you know that Pitt Notre Dame is going to be 50-50 or maybe even 60-40 Notre Dame to Pitt fans at best. At right? best. Absolutely. And, and when you when you watch Notre Dame play on the road during a normal season, there are a ton of Notre Dame fans in there. Even even places like Penn State and Michigan that have all these season ticket holders, there's still a number. I'm not saying 50-50 like Heinz Field, but there is still a significant number of Notre Dame fans that find their oh, way into that stadium. I bet it's 30%. Yeah, it's Absolutely incredible. Absolutely 30%. It's incredible. They travel extraordinarily well. And they're good. They have a good coach. Yep, they're, they're a good fun football to team. Yep. They put NFL players in the NFL every year. They're, yep. they're a good team. Yep. But however, you know what? Here's the other thing about Notre Dame. When they finally do make it to the championship game, they go against Alabama, they get house, was it 42 nothing or something like that? Sure, sure. You can't, you can't keep playing Army, Navy, and Air Force. The Merchant Marines <laughs> and the uh, Lock Haven what University. Was your, what was your nickname? What was Lock Haven's nickname? 
I forget. Bob, uh, Bockhaven Wildcats, I think. Wildcats. It's the sport of kings. Better no, than no, diamond no. rings. Uh, it's bald eagles. Bald, bald eagles. eagles. Okay, that's right. Wild, bald eagles. Wildcats were the high school okay. um, up there. <laughs> but they're horrible. I mean, I, I don't understand how you can play the Merchant Marine Academy in the Lockhaven University ROTC traveling squad and then count it as being 5-0, 6-0. They did it every year just to get to a bowl for more money. Right. But now you got to play a conference. Play in the conference and we'll see if you – even as bad as the ACC is, they still have two or three good teams. Every well, they got to play. They're playing Clemson in the regular season this year. That's you right. Know? Let's, so let's see it, beat, boys. beat Clemson, beat Miami. And, you and know? let's just see Miami or Pitt or Clemson or anybody else that just comes out and just houses them. Well, Notre Dame, Notre Dame's game this week was postponed against Wake because of COVID. All right. Now, I didn't get a lot of clarity on whether it was COVID on the Notre Dame side or on the Wake side. I don't know. But I haven't said anything. Now they're a game behind. So they're, they're, they're off week came early. Yeah, I think that's going to happen more and more as we go on. And, and how I they're going to be teams at the end that are might be 8-1 and because mm-hmm. they got two or three games canceled. But how do you do that as a committee? Good luck. That committee knows more about, about as much about football as my golden doodle. <laughs> Well, the other uh, the other upset yesterday, huge upset. Kansas State comes roaring back. Yeah, big from, lead. Yeah, twenty four unanswered points to knock off number three Oklahoma. And here's the and, best part about Oklahoma: they went up and down the field the first three times they had the ball. Yep. Like I thought, my God, this is seventy to nothing. And then all of a sudden. Some adjustments were made. They couldn't stop K-State. That kid for K-State had one hell of a game, that quarterback. Yep. Oh, yeah. I wish I knew his name. If you can find it there, tell our producer, Ginger, to get on that. Yep. Because he deserves his little shout-out. But here's what I can tell you. Again, Oklahoma, do me a favor. Keep drafting wide receivers and and running backs, please. Maybe Mm -hmm. some fast tight ends. Because your defense is effing pathetic. (laughs) They ran the same freaking play K-State did four times in one drive and the guy was wide open all four times. They made no adjustments. Siler Siler Thompson is the starting quarterback Thompson. for he was yeah. 18 for 25 for 334 yards, one touchdown, uh, no interceptions, averaged 13.4 yards per pass. His quarterback rating was 83.2. Like he and he just was slinging it everywhere. But and he was he and I'm telling you he wasn't throwing little crossing patterns no. like that work on Madden. He was doing out patterns, flag patterns, post patterns, comebacks. He did every throw. I don't I don't know like I'm not an NFL scout, but as far as arm strength goes, but he made every NFL throw yesterday. And what killed what killed Oklahoma because again, 28 first downs compared to 10 first downs for Kansas State. Okay? Um 517 yards of offense. But here, here's the stat that killed him. How about defense? Four turnovers to yep. none for Kansas State. Four turnovers. How many, yard, how many yards did K-State have? 400. They said okay. a lot of yards. A lot how of many yards. were in the second half? They're de- Oklahoma, yeah. again, will not draft any defensive players. 
Well, here's here's what's interesting. Somebody posted this God, on Twitter. Before you continue, I think you know how they get their cornerbacks. Hmm. They wait for a wide receiver to tear an ACL and then they switch them to defense. <laughs> or or a wide receiver <laughs> that's got really good athletic ability and can't catch. Can't so, <laughs> catch a cold, right? <laughs> but here here's the here's an interesting point that somebody brought up on Twitter, and I I I, I could look back and give them credit for it, but well, you, probably you, true. You, if it's they on listed Twitter. they listed out the just the numbers of four and five star recruits on Oklahoma. Okay. And they should have done the do same for K State. Do you know what well, yeah, but you know how many K State has? They did do it. How many K State has? Zero. Two. Okay. They're all three two and three star recruits. All yep. of them. You know, and they went into Norman and beat the number three team in the nation. Just like that. Hey See if Ginger could, since we're shouting out on some really good performances yesterday, yep. see if Ginger can pull up that Florida game. Did oh, you Florida, see the stats Florida and Mississippi, 51-35 to 35 final score for the Gators over the Rebels. Look at the quarterback stats quick. Okay. So let me pull up, uh, we'll pull up the stats here and take a look. So for Florida, their starting quarterback, Kyle Trask. That's it. 30 for 42, 416 yards Six touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> no, you want to talk about a kid that was slinging it? Oh yeah. my God, everywhere. Yeah, I'll tell you what, old Mrs. quarterback wasn't that bad either. No, he, was he, was, he really wasn't. Twenty-two. Matt Matt Corral was twenty-two of thirty-one for three hundred ninety-five yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, that's not a bad day. <laughs> that's not a bad day at all. But no, not against. And Florida's got a fast defense all yeah, the time. Very, very much so. Very much. That was a twenty-eight to fourteen score at the half, and uh, you know it was there wasn't a lot of. I mean, you know, still Mississippi threw up thirty-five points on that Florida defense. Um, I got you know there was one. I got to see. Uh, there is a stat that we need to pull up uh, from yesterday. That I cannot, on vacation again I cannot. I cannot wait. I she has a she, she has a break today. Um, but with the Mississippi State game, here, here's the stats for K.J. Costello of, uh, of Mississippi State. 36 for 60. <laughs> 623 yards, five touchdowns, and two picks. Yeah. That's, 60. That's unreal. Unreal. Well, thank God the clock stops on a first down in college so he can get a 60 so, in. So Mississippi State ran the ball 16 times. I was going to say 11, so they beat me. They threw it 60 times. <laughs> so Well, I guess you have plenty of time to run 71 plays when you're giving up six touchdowns by the quarterback on the other team. Yeah. Yep. You get and the ball back pretty quickly. And again, Miles Brennan of, of LSU, 27 of 46, 345 yards. Three touchdowns, but he threw two picks. So you know this. Yeah. And again, look, we're taking a lot of this with a grain of salt. This is a weird year, folks. It's a it's a strange, strange year. This There's is week be one. Week one for the SEC, okay, and it's week three for the ACC. So everything's out of way. The Big Ten hasn't even kicked off yet, and that's going to be weird. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of upsets this year because of lack of practice time. There's going to be a ton of turnovers. Um, offenses are obviously way ahead of defenses. I think the defenses are so 
Except for Pitt. Lin- except for Pitt. So free- yeah, well, that's just because <laughs> Pitt's offense blows. But I just because vanilla, these defenses have to be so vanilla. They either blitz everybody in every down or somebody's wide open, one or the other. Do you buy or sell the Miami Hurricanes? I buy. Do you? Okay. I buy. Their quarterback last night, you know, Miami always gets that quarterback. He's a sophomore this year, and he looks so much better than he did as a freshman. Decision making. My big thing on college quarterbacks is decision making. When you're getting pressured, do you throw it out of bounds? Do you take the snap sometimes just to keep the clock running at the end of a half, at the end of a game when you're trying to cement a lead? It drives me nuts in the pros when you're up. These guys are up by four points or, or a, say nine points up by two scores with four minutes left in the game. And instead of just laying down and getting a sack, they throw the ball out of bounds and everyone goes, Oh, that's a great play. It's not a great play. Keep the clock running. Right. right. When you're up by two scores. So I look at decision-making. Um, he threw a couple balls last night on the run that he probably sh- like back across his body um, against the Florida state team, but Florida state's so bad. I don't know if he's good or just, they're just, yeah, that's my question. You know, is 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 Miami? You know, that was a question I I asked at the beginning of the podcast. Is Miami that good, or is Florida State that bad, or is it was it a combination of two things? Well, you know, and again, let's, Miami let's face beat Louisville, it. so is yeah. Louisville that good? Yeah, it was. I mean, look, the the halftime score was thirty eight to three. That was the halftime score. So, you know, I don't. I I want to see. I think, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up their schedule here. So next week is going to be great, and this is going to be must-watch college football. It's Miami at it's Miami at Clemson. If you so we're gonna see so. we're gonna see how good Miami is. They're going to Death Valley to play Clemson, so we're gonna see how good they really are. And then after that, they host Pitt. Well, we'll also be able to see how good Louisville is by by Miami going down to play Clemson. Right, right. I mean, if they get ho, if they get housed by Clemson, which I don't think they will, we're going to know right, right away that Louisville's not that good. So then, therefore, the pit win isn't as good as it should have been. Right, right. There's going to be a lot of things. These next few weeks are going to be interesting. But again, you know, we all got our fingers and toes crossed, hoping that um, hoping that there's not like a major outbreak of COVID and everything gets thrown under the bus. Um, yeah, yeah, but just some wild, hey, listen, wild we, games yesterday. Let's wild get games. this in before we end. I just want everybody out there in baseball land to know. I do believe the Pirates locked up the first pick in the draft. They did. They did. Yesterday they the did. The Buckos, all you Pittsburgh assholes to think that <laughs> they still go to the Pirate games when you're allowed. All you douchebags that don't think that owner <laughs> that believes everything he says by we're just going to rebuild and recruit or uh, sign some of these uh, – Number one picks, we're going to draft well. Go ahead, you a-holes. Well, they got the number one pick, and they're going to pick a pitcher that is going to be worse than the next 15 picks and probably get shelled in the major leagues within five years. I made a reply on Twitter last night. Someone mentioned, uh, oh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the way that the Pirates have pitched, and then if they draft Rocker, uh, what, what, that's going to be interesting for next year. And I said, Rocker's not going to be on the big league roster for four or five years. Yeah. They're going to, the kid from Vandy. Yeah. They're going to let yeah. him stew down in the minors to collect more Extra years year. and all yep. that crap. And, and then you're, you're going to get Charrington on there and they're going to interview him. And I say, well, 
He needs to work on the placement of his pinky along the seams. He needs to, you know, he needs some more seasoning. It's two years in, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, ben Charrington, well, you know, and he's still at single A. Yeah, well, you know, we just need to bring him along slow. Meanwhile, he's thrown like six no-hitters. Yeah, his curveball is still like six, seven inches away from where we'd like it to be. Yeah, so. exactly. If maybe at the end of this year, that. we'll move him up to low A rookie ball from regular A and yeah. then maybe double A at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's so predictable and pathetic with them. And I, so, I yeah. you know, and I'll look, I'll be the first one. If for some, but by the grace of God, Rocker is on the major league roster by the end of next year and it's a full year, I'll eat crow. I will, but it's not happening, folks. He's going to lounge no matter how good he is, no matter his ERA, no matter his his how many no-hitters he throws or yeah, his he velocity. Spring training. He's not going to be invited to spring training. He's going to be lucky, and I mean lucky, to be at double-A by the end of next season. Lucky. He will not be. Yeah. He won't be. But listen, we're assuming that Pittsburgh's going to pick him. Yeah. Oh, that that's the truth. He's the consensus number one. That yeah. does not mean Pittsburgh's going to pick him. The the Pirates will pick like the number seventy eight prospect. That's the number I'll one pick, pick. The guy that's the consensus number two or three, and he's a light hitting shortstop, but he's got <laughs> good speed, and he's a hell of a defender. And in seventeen years, he's going to be an average major leaguer. Well, we have officially now transitioned from college football to, to baseball. And we're now done with baseball. That's all well, I wanted to say. The Pirates season wraps up today. They got their last game against the Indians uh, today in Cleveland. Uh, eight nothing win last night for the Buckos or the Suckos, as I like to call them on Twitter. Um, you know, but I, look, I will say this: for some ungodly reason, their pitching has been astronomical these past few games. It was like they finally. Yeah, you know why? Because their pitchers are still healthy because they only went three innings all year. Yeah, pretty much. Is that is that what the Pirates, uh, their strategy is? They're going to be the yeah. second half surge team? Oh, yeah, they suck. <laughs> so they're so healthy. Everyone else's pitchers are tired from pitching five, six, seven innings. These guys are fresh as shit. They've only pitched two, two-thirds, three and a, three and a third. Either Either they haven't pitched very much or they've been hurt all year and they just got back. Yeah, whatever. But don't tell me about their pitching. They they don't even have a number two starter on the roster, they, let alone a one. Well, uh, mercifully, mercifully, the uh, the season ends today uh, at three ten is the first pitch at Progressive Field in Cleveland. JT sure, that'll get Bru- a lot of fans with the NFL J- on the same. J T. Brubaker for the Pirates against Uh-oh. Quantrill for. The Indians. I, I was, I actually had predicted, this is my last chance. This is actually my last chance for my prediction to come true that the Pirates would be no hit twice this year. I got <laughs> yeah. one, you, you know, and even in this shortened season. Uh, so Quantrill, you're my man. You've got a 217 ERA with 29 Ks with a 2-0 and record. You got to come through for me and pitch the no-no. No, Polanco will hit a 72 hopper down the third baseline and beat it out by half a step. <laughs> They're horrible. Eat a dick, Pittsburgh. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, where where in the hell are your um, where are your Phillies? Phillies have quite possibly going into today. They're out of the playoffs by okay. a game, game and a half. They could still possibly make it, but okay. their bullpen ERA may be the worst in baseball history when really? the season's in. That it's bad, somewhere huh? north of seven as a team. 
That's not. I'm not joking. It's like seven, seven, eight. They're you both got you got Aaron Nola on the bump today. For yeah, uh, pitching on four days rest. So yep. you know, who who knows? He didn't last long his last time out. I don't think he cares. Right. Right. Uh, they, he has to go a complete game, and he can only and he can only give up three runs or less because Philly's offense can't score more than three. Right. Right. Um, it's horrible. Joe Girardi's supposed to be a great manager, and for I haven't seen it yet. Now it's it's tough when you whoever you call to come into the bullpen gives up three runs. Right. I mean, you got to bring somebody in at some point, so it's right. not all his fault. But uh, I'm hoping they lose. I hope they don't make the playoffs because they're going to fire Matt Clintech if they. Don't make the playoffs. That's what the big rumor. So these are the teams that have clinched a playoff berth so far. The Tampa Bay Rays, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays. Uh, also the Twins, the White Sox, and the Indians. And in the AL West, the, um, the Oakland A's and the Houston Astros have clinched playoff berths. So um, in the National League, you have the, the Braves and the Marlins. The Marlins, that just, Wow. That's definitely due to a shortened season. Uh, the Cubs in the Central, um, along with the Reds, have uh, have clinched, and the Dodgers and the Padres have clinched in the West. So yeah, I think it the, comes down to the Phillies and Giants comes, today for yeah, the last spot. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, that's where we're at uh, going into this, uh, you know, going into this last day of the of the regular season. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how everything. Uh, We'll see how everything plays out here for uh, for the playoffs uh, moving into, I guess, I guess you want to call it October baseball, but it certainly is going to be weird to have a World Series with absolutely zero fans in the stands. Yeah, it is. So let's move on to pro football, shall we? We got 20 minutes. Uh, why don't you real quick, uh, I, I know you said something about it, hockey update as far as the Stanley right. Cup playoffs. So Stanley Tampa Cup Bay is Tampa up. Bay's up three games to one. They could yep. actually uh, wrap up the Cup tonight. Um, I think the game starts around, let me get the time here. Yeah, 8 p.m. Um, actually, no, it's tomorrow. So, yeah, good job, NHL. Go up against the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Well, there you go. Against, I don't think they're allowed to play on Sundays due to the NFL. Okay, well, they certainly screwed the pooch when it comes to the timing and the date yeah, for this game. It couldn't have been the Cleveland Stency game. Yeah, exactly. Get. Well, that's okay. So, that's a flicker night. So Tampa, Tampa Bay, look, I mean, my thoughts, I think Tampa Bay is going to wrap it up. I, I, I think they're just, they've proven they're a better hockey team than Dallas. Dallas has a really good team. But uh, Tampa Bay, you know, how close have they, like, last two or three years? Tampa Bay's been the best team in hockey for three years. Right, right. And this is finally going to be their time to hoist another cup. So, uh, and then, you know, this past week, Pir uh, the Penguins uh, trade Hornquist out of the blue. Well, did they? They said they were going to, but I don't know if it went through they yet. They did. It's done. It's done. Okay. And Hornquist said he was blindsided. So, um, the, the Penguins get defenseman Matheson. And a forward uh, in the trade uh, for somehow. I don't know if uh, JBR was uh, was paying attention, but um, they actually increased their amount of salary. So that <laughs> that's um, that's that's actually sparking rumors that there's more moves to come. Well, you know, there will the be. Start. He doesn't sit still. Right. But again, I think they have more more years of control with the guys they got. Yeah. And they're younger. Right. 
the thing about Mike Matheson, they said he's one of the best skaters in the game. One of the best skating defensemen in the game. Uh, That's like he, saying a baseball he, player looks good in his uniform. Well, here's the thing, though. This is what's interesting. So, remember the Penguins took Schultz from Edmonton. Tons of talent, great potential, just didn't live up, up to it in Edmonton. He comes to Pittsburgh and lights it on fire, wins Stanley Cups. Uh, and they're hoping to do the same thing with this kid. Um, but look, it it's kind of takes me back to when the – the Pirates would take those, uh, you know, the washed-up pitchers, the Francisco Lirianos, and squeeze uh, one more spectacular good year out of them. Eventually, that wears out. And I think Mark Madden had an article this morning, um, was talking about the, the you know, the Pirates, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Penguins' time is done. This is it. They're done. Uh, this is the end. Uh, so... You know, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to know what um... they got to send Malkin packing for cap reasons, and also to wake that team up a little bit. Yeah, and I'm going to give all the credit to 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 Mark Madden here. His headline in the Trib this morning: Mark Madden's hot take. Don't blame Rutherford. Blame time because Penguins is up. That's that's the headline of his article. So right, he's just saying they're old. Yeah, he's just saying it's it's done. The run is done. It's over. Yeah, the window yeah. is closed. But right. let's look, there's still rumors that they might get Flurry back. It, yeah. I don't know, know how, that's, team... how much does that help you? Really? Well, I mean, I, I thought goaltending this year was pretty bad. Yeah. I think they got it. I, I mean, I think they're unloading Murray. I, I think Jari's a better. Yeah, you have to. Right He's now. a free agent. So right. Jari comes in as your plus, and then, yeah, I mean, you could bring up somebody from the minors, but. Uh, they're going to have another goalie there somewhere. They'll sign a free agent or a they'll trade for one. Right. Right. And, and, and you know what I want to, and again, this is Mark Madden's article from this morning in the trip. I love, I love this last paragraph and this kind of wraps it up. Be grateful. The penguins have made the playoffs every year since 2007. We're a legit championship contender from 2008 to 2018 and won two cups under Rutherford. Vancouver would take that. You know, so anybody would take. Yeah, so that's it's time. It happened to the Blackhawks. You know, the Blackhawks are rebuilding now after those cup runs that they had. And guess what? It's time for the Penguins. So that wraps up. Uh, that wraps up hockey. Let's turn to NFL football, and we'll give uh, at the end of our talk about NFL football, we'll give some picks. Steelers hosting the Houston, the 0 and 2 Houston Texans. At one o'clock today, one o'clock kickoff. Hey, um, you know, not all that impressive of a two and zero, but it's a two and zero, almost kind of like Pitt Panthers like. The defense has been spectacular. The offense has been meh. You know, um, vanilla to say the least. Big Ben, I mean, coming off major elbow surgery, not too shabby. I will eat crow so far about Chase Claypool. Uh, the ah, kid's got talent. That. Kid's got talent. Yeah, that that, that long, that 84-yard that 84 84-yard touchdown yesterday, I'd like to see them giving him more touches. Um, but going into this game, you've got a desperate Texans team coming in. They've played the hardest schedule in football now, they the first to, two they weeks. They kick that schedule maker right in the daddy part. Yeah, huh? exactly. So... Uh, they've they've had to play Kansas City and then uh, Baltimore the first two weeks. Um, what's your thoughts going into this game? 
Um, honestly, I like Houston getting four. Okay. But here's it's going to come down to their pass rush. Pittsburgh's pass rush is so good. Their defense is so good that it may nullify, it may nullify everything we think about how good Houston is. I mean, uh, schedule maker didn't do them any favors whatsoever. I probably am not going to touch it in uh, when I gambled, you know, just for fun. <laughs> For entertainment purposes only. Entertainment However, purposes only. However, um, uh, if I if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably take Houston. It's not going to be one of my picks, but um, Houston has. I think the Hopkins could give them trouble if he gets outside the pocket. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Pittsburgh's defense looks like it's a Madden defense. Like they're so good, they're flip, flying around the field. Um, I think they could give Houston some problems, but. Yep. Um. It's three and a half. It's three and a half. I mean, it, yeah, it opened up at four and a half. So that yeah, just goes right. to tell you everybody's betting on Houston. Right. Right. So now it's three and a half. Let's just run through these while I got them pulled up. And, and, All right. and okay. So you, you're going to, you're going to take Houston in the points. No, I'm not. Yeah. That's not one of my picks for the week. Okay. But let's say you're not, you're, you're, I'm, we're just going to run through them. If I had to hold a gun to your head. Yes. Okay. You'll Houston. take Houston in the points. I'll take the Steelers and I'll give the three and a half. Um, Tennessee at Minnesota, um, Minnesota's getting two and a half. Not enough. Tennessee, Tennessee. I agree with you. I'll take the Titans. I think Tennessee is going to run the ball 40 times. Okay. Okay. Um, bears at Atlanta bears are getting two and a half. I'll take Atlanta. They were anytime an NFL team's embarrassed the week before. I'm going to take the bears. I'm going to take the yeah, Bears Yeah, you can bet on Mr. Trubisky. I will no. not. Uh, no, I have all the confidence in the world of Atlanta screwing things up. Um, well, interesting game here. The two and You're o- still betting on Mitch Trubisky. The 2-0 and o Raiders, the 2-0 and o Las Vegas Raiders, visit Foxborough to play the Cam Newton-led New England Patriots. The Raiders are getting seven. That's a lot of points, but short week. After the big Monday night win, um, I don't know how good the Saints are with Drew Brees being 70 years old and declining. Mm-hmm. Um, I will still – I'll take uh, – oh, boy. I will bet against the Raiders. Okay, so you're going to give the seven and take the Patriots. I'm going to take the seven. And I'm going to take the Raiders because there's two reasons why. I watched them, you know, I I was impressed by their offense and how their offense is running here the second year under Gruden. And I was pretty impressed, especially in the second half, how they held down Drew Brees and the New New Orleans offense. Well, remember, they they didn't have their best receiver. I, I know, I know, but I'm still, I think that that's worth keeping it within a touchdown. I really okay. Do. I, I think it's going to come down to turnovers, and that yep. doesn't make me feel good with Cam being someone that could have a turnover. Right, right. But I think under Bill Belichick, I think he's just going to run the ball. And again, Bill came up with an offense that nobody else runs. It's that little damn quarterback. He only threw the ball like fifteen times the first week. Right. If that, maybe right. eleven. Right. And that was a great game between the Patriots and the Seahawks last week. That was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, I mean, it was a good game. So. I'll take, I, I don't believe in Oakland as much. They have a good running game. I think I love John Gruden. Mm-hmm. I was the only one in America that agreed with him trading Mac. Yep. Um, one guy wasn't going to help that team. Yep. 
So I was all for that shit, and everybody thought I was an idiot, but it worked out well for both. Okay. Um, so you're taking, you're still taking the Patriots. I'm going to take Bill. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, they kick a field goal at the end to make it a eight, two score game, <laughs> nine point win. The uh, Niners are back at MetLife Stadium, uh, the home of torn ACLs, and taking on the Giants <laughs> this time. Uh, the 49ers are giving three and a half. I'm actually, I'm going to take the Niners and give With the three and a half. With a backup quarterback. Yeah, because uh, no Saquon Barkley uh, for, for the Giants. Um, even though well, the Niners defense is now without Bosa for the, for the rest of the year. Also, I, I, Solomon Thomas, the other end yeah, is out. I, 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 I still think that the, the Giants' offensive line, as we saw in the Steeler game, is horrible, awful. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll am I'll take the Niners, and I'll give the three and a half. I actually think the Niners might be better with this quarterback. So okay. uh, I, I, I shouldn't say better, but he played well without when Garoppolo was hurt the first time. I expect the same thing. I also am going to take the Niners. Okay. Um. Uh, here's your uh, here's the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are hosting the winless Bengals. Um, you know Joe Burrow, he's looked good, but sorry kid, you're playing for the Bengals. Right now, the line that I'm looking at is the Bengals are getting six. I'm going to take Philly because they're desperate. This is a must win against Joe Burrow. Um. I know they haven't looked good yep. this year, but yep. I'm going with I'm going to take Philly to get off the Schneid against the Bengals. Uh, I'm not happy about it because I think I I'm so far betting you know for entertainment purposes on the NFL. I'm five and one, and my one or uh, I am six and two, I believe. Yep. And one of my losses was the Eagles last week, I believe, against the Bears, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. And the other one was when Pittsburgh didn't cover. Yeah, that was against. Uh, that was actually last week against Denver. They had a chance to cover, and they didn't. They just knelt on it within inside the five. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm actually gonna take the Bengals. I'm gonna take the six. Um, you know, <laughs> Carson Wentz. You know, I I despise Colin Cowherd. I, I, I've, made I it, I've made it no secret. Like just giving Carson Wentz crap about how he wears his hat. Like that was, a, he did that, that with Tony. He, that was he his started big, that crap with Tony Romo. That was his riff. Like he's just he's such a he like I've I you know how I've said about like the radio version of clickbait. That's all this sh- schmuck is. And he he you know he he always bets even against the Steelers and he's it's it's brilliant and he talks bad about Big Ben and he hates the Steelers and Mike Tomlin you know and and they're they're a second rate organization him. now. No, he never picks them, but. He gets people to listen. It's like the Howard Stern. It's like Howard Stern. Back in the day, if you watched the movie Private Parts, the people that loved Stern tuned in because they wanted to hear what he said next. People who hated Stern tuned in because they wanted to hear what he said next. And that's exactly what Colin Cowherd does. I'd yeah, love, I love him. I'd love to know. I'd love to have some Harry Potter Veritas serum to stick down his gullet and to get the truth out of him of to how he really feels. Now, his hatred for the Steelers is probably legit. And the reason is, is because the Steelers beat his beloved Seahawks in the Super Bowl in a game that he still rails about that the Seahawks got jobbed. So that hatred well, they might did be kind of get jobbed. 
uh, on one of all of those calls, dude, and, and on another podcast, we can go line by line through those calls. I will still say that there was only one of them that was a bad call, and that yeah, was on the, that was on the interception return where Hasselbeck got called for um, uh, for trying to um, I forget what the the personal foul is, but it yeah, wasn't a personal foul. Yeah, trying waist. to blow the waist on an interception return for the Steelers, but. But the th- all those other calls were legit. And here, let me, let me just say this right now as like a preface to this discussion someday. The offensive pass interference call. Horrible. Like, no, it, that was not a horrible call. Even the, uh, even the NFL said, the NFL official said, if that was not called, that goes against the record of the official watching the play. It was, it was, I've seen much, much more, um, much lighter offensive interference plays called. He stuck out, he, he stuck out a straight arm, pushed Ike Taylor away and then caught the touchdown, bro. That is offensive pass interference. Yeah. Obviously it could have been called. Um, the problem I have with it is they didn't call things twice that bad earlier in the game before either team, they were letting them play. Well, Just like a, they do in every playoff. That was series. a lot of years ago. A that lot of years was, uh, ago. So let's let's get back to our picks. Um, the Washington football team at the Cleveland Brownies. The Browns are giving seven to Washington. So um, I'm going to take Washington, and that's actually one of my legitimate picks this week. Okay, so you're taking uh, you're taking the points, and I agree with you. I'll take the points. Uh, I do not believe in the Browns. Although uh, Cowherd thinks that the Browns are the second best team in the AFC North. Um, the Rams and the Bills. So Rams are going to Buffalo. The Rams are getting two from the Bills. Uh, Rams have looked so bad. Um, give me the Rams. Okay, I'll take the Bills. Jets at Colts. The Jets are getting 11 and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My God. (laughs) You wouldn't touch this one, would you? You wouldn't touch this. I I wouldn't touch half these. The only one I like so far that that I'm going to play is Washington. Um, 11 points in the pros is ridiculous, but I'm going to take it. All right. I think the Jets are that bad, that dysfunctional. I, they don't like they don't like their coach. I agree, and they I think Philip Rivers is looking more comfortable with his new team. So I'll take the Colts. As and let's well. not forget the offensive line of the Colts is probably the best line in the football. Yeah. So they're yep. just going to control the game. The only thing that scares me is they're going to control the game, and Jets aren't going to have time to get down by eleven. Yep, I agree. But I, I think agree. if anyone I can, can it's them. I, I, yeah, I. I th- I'm going to take the Colts. I'll, I'll, I'll give the 11 and a half. Yeah, me too. Uh, the, the uh, Panthers and the Chargers, the Carolina, it's at Los Angeles. The Panthers are getting six and a half. Without McCaffrey. Right. Um, I wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole either, but since you have a gun to my head, let's. Uh, I'll tell you now, I'm taking the Chargers. I would probably take. I would probably take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers after they. I mean, they pushed. Uh, they pushed the Chiefs to overtime 
last week. So uh, yeah, that's you know, that's the thing about the NFL. One week does not mean shit. Oh, I know, but I, I I saw some things in that offense that they might be starting to put some things together, and I think the Panthers are in a really bad spot. So I'm going to take the Chargers. well. Panthers are really banged up. Yep. Yep. So I'll I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them another shot. Yep. Uh, Detroit at Arizona. Uh, Detroit is getting five. <laughs> Everybody in America is taking Arizona. Yep. You have to in this situation. Yep. Um, I think Kyler Murray is going to win MVP. Yep. So we've seen Detroit every game come out and score in their first two possessions, and then all of a sudden they shit the bed. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to stay with Arizona, even though I have Matt Stafford as my fantasy quarterback. Yep. Uh, I agree with you. I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Your Cowboys at CenturyLink Field getting five against the Seahawks. Favorite bet of my lifetime, take the Seahawks. Dallas has no pass rush. Uh, Lawrence has turned into Bud Dupree. He hasn't played since he got money. Uh, they have no pass rush. Dallas has their starting cornerback. Cornerback is out. Their start, their Second best linebacker is out. They've signed two guys in the practice squad that may actually suit up and play on defense against Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I don't know why it's only five and a half. Therefore, obviously they know more than I do. So, and again, you you know me, um, I will bet against Dallas just to, even if I lose money, I'm still happy. <laughs> Cause that mean they kept it close. Yeah. I think they're getting blown out. Seattle's going to put a 40-burger on them. Yep. And I know Dak had a great game last week, but Atlanta secondary did not get traded to Seattle. <laughs> so I I'm agree with you. you right I, now. I agree with you. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think Seattle well. wins this game by 20 points. Buccaneers at Denver. The Buccaneers are giving five and a half. I'm actually going to take uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and I'll give the five and a half. Well, I originally that's what I, I have that marked down to. Um, my concern, Denver's not nearly as bad as people think they are. Mm-hmm. And they're at home. So Brady's got to travel. The mile high might have a little bit of problem, although he is Brady. I don't think he's that good. I'm going to take the points. I think Tampa wins by a field goal. I'll take the points. Okay. Next one uh, in New Orleans. The Packers, uh, this is the Sunday night game. The Packers at New Orleans. The Packers are getting three and a half points. Yeah, this is my other one I'm going to play all week, all day. I'm taking the pack. Now, my question is, and I didn't see this because I haven't done, I haven't seen anything yet this this morning. Is Thomas playing for the Saints? I haven't seen an update on that yet. I haven't either. So that might, they're a totally different team when he's on the field because nobody can cover him. Yep. And Drew Brees looks twice as good because he's ruled. He's been, him. he's been ruled out. He's been ruled out. All right. Then I don't think it's even close. Okay. You saw what their offense is without him. I'm taking green Bay and I might bet the golden doodle on. Yeah. By I agree. Uh, I agree. I'll take the Packers as well. And last but not least the game of the week, Monday night football, Kansas city chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore is giving three and a half to the chiefs. Uh, if I can get to Chiefs some points, I'm taking them. Uh, even though I think Baltimore's going to win, I think that's going to come down to turnovers. Right. Like most NFL games do, but um, I'm tired of hearing how good these Ravens are when they didn't do anything in the playoffs. Someone beat them. You know how they beat them? They beat them by running the ball down their throat and keeping them off the field. 
Kansas City's going to get a lead, and you can't run every down when you're behind. Right. I agree. with You know, I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. I'll take the points. I think they're going to get a lead, and it's going to be over. Yep. They're going to force Baltimore to throw. Right. I agree with you. So those are our picks for the week. So back to the NFL. Um, you know, got some interesting games this week in that marquee game on Monday night, certainly. Um, you know, but it, it's – I think that the NFL is just kind of like getting out of their preseason. Really. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> you can tell by the amount of injuries. Yeah. How, now you want to know all these people that said we don't need preseason, college doesn't have preseason. Well, this is why you have preseason. In a way, in a way college does have preseason when, you know yeah. – Teams are scheduling shitty teams. Pitt is, yeah, Pitt's hosting, you know, Austin P. Penn State hosts Toledo or teams like that. You know, they they do have like their, or I always found this one funny, uh, that Alabama loves their rivalry with the Citadel. Um, (laughs) You know, so so really, I think that that the play is going to get a little bit better. Ohio um, State loves a rivalry with Youngstown yeah, State. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or my, or my or Miami of Ohio. Um, yeah. so <laughs> that's one that you just can't do without my opinion. Right, exactly. So, um let me ask you a question now. So, if if we go if if we're looking at like I want to look real quick at the 0 and 2 teams in in the league Houston. right now. Who should okay? Houston, uh, you think might have the best chance of winning today? They're the. Do you think they're the most talented zero and two team out there right now? Well, here's. Uh, I don't want to say that. Um, so, so here's your zero and two teams. You got Houston, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, the Giants, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, uh, the Jets. The Denver Broncos, the Detroit Lions, and that's it. Well, then, absolutely, it's Houston. Some people are going to say it's Philly, but until I see Philly stop somebody. Right. um, I think Houston got screwed with their schedule makers. I mean, they could go on a five-game win streak once they're done with Pittsburgh. Trouble, Trouble is, does Deshaun Watson survive? I mean, he's just gotten the crap beat out of him. These first yeah, two games, and look, it, you could arguably say he's going up against the best defense of the three. This right. Week. So does That's he why even I'm survive? Not so sure. Everyone here, everyone here, everybody here loves Houston with the four points. That he may not, he may not have time to hand the ball off. Right. Right. So I'm not convinced that they're going to win. I just think. If you're going to give me points against the team that has played arguably the hardest schedule so far, the two best teams in the league, I'll take the points just common sense wise, but right. I'm not happy about it. Okay. I think, I think Pittsburgh, I have Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl this year. Right. Right. Well, Hey man, it's been over an hour. Um, it's good because I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I got to get rid of this coffee. I've been drinking all day. Well, everybody, thanks for joining. We'll be back with you next week trying to line up some interviews. We will let you know. Check us out on Twitter. Uh, Also on Facebook, we'll give you updates if we're having some extra podcasts coming up as we're trying to line up some of these interviews. Remember to check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and also Facebook, 
Twitter. And you can also email us, basementsportspodcast at gmail.com. That's basementsportspodcast at gmail.com. We will talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. See ya.